This is the Unseminary Podcast. Stuff you wish they taught in seminary. Welcome to the Unseminary Podcast. My name is Christine, and I'm here with Rich, the founder of Unseminary. Rich, how are you today? Oh, I'm doing great. So nice to be on the podcast again with you. Here we are, the middle of July. Doing well today. (laughs) All right. Well, today's article is called COVID-19 Killed Church Consulting. Long live strategic outsiders. (laughs) Yeah. So when I wrote this article, I was thinking about church consultants and really this whole a shortcut that frankly a lot of churches uh, have used in the past and I really do think it's important to keep using them. Now this is a little bit of like insider, what do they call that? Inside baseball? It's like one of those weird insider conversations that if your church has never used a consultant before, this might be a bit of a strange uh, article for you, but I'd love for you to really lean in and stay connected. Or, um, you know, if you've never even considered it, I would particularly love for you to lean in. So the big idea in today's podcast, today's article is this. Um, COVID-19 so radically changed the landscape of um, what's happening in the church in North America that if you are going to engage with a church consultant uh, who is basing their entire practice on what happened at their church 10 years ago, what happened at their church 15 years ago, uh, that is just no longer relevant anymore. Um, I found this. I, so a part of what I do is help churches. And, you know, I, although really my, um, you know, consulting's never really been just based on like, oh, here's something that happened. You should be like our church. Um, I have found that, you know, frankly, obviously the value of those things, if there was that part of the conversation that we've been engaged in, has diminished Uh, returns. It just is not as valuable as it once was. And so I want to push you to be thinking about strategic outsiders. These are people who who aren't a part of your church, aren't a part of your particular leadership community, but I think they can help you. So it's called COVID-19 Killed killed Church Consulting uh, because there's been so much change. But I really think now more than ever, churches should be engaging with strategic outsiders. So that's the big idea for today's uh, podcast. So I suppose if there was a church consultant who had led in a church through a pandemic, they might be helpful right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. If there's any of those, uh, you know, for, well, first of all, they would be probably, well, at least 120 years old, I guess. <laughs> uh, so if you can find one of those, that could be uh, particularly helpful. You know, everything has changed. And therefore, church consulting that is based on previous practices from another time and another place, unless it was uh, the, pan- the, uh, the global pandemic from 100 years ago, uh, is dramatically decreased in value. All right. Well, Rich, um, this could be a controversial conversation, but of course, I know your heart. Your heart is to help church leaders. How do you know if you have hired a coach that has an outdated approach? Yeah. So I, um, again, there may be some friends of mine who are in church consulting that may not like today's post. Uh, And that's okay, because I I actually think very, you know, very few people who, um, you know, are in this category. But there are some telltale signs of kind of an old school church consultant, the kinds of people who uh, really you should be avoiding. You should have been avoiding these before the pandemic, but uh, even more so uh, now. And so the three things that come to mind for me, one are uh, consultants that have printed binders. I don't know if you remember way back, um, this was 
you know, probably 2003, 2004, I was part of a church and we had hired a consultant who literally had printed binders. They came to us and said, this is what you need to do. And they had these fancy printed binders that um, they they had like they're really cool outside. And then it was uh, what they would do is actually just walk you through what was in the binder. And actually halfway through that process, we let that consultant go because mm. it was like, this is just not this is just not worth it. It's not, um, it's not helpful uh, to us. And, and, you know, although printed binders, I don't have a problem with binders or with printed things. Uh, but the, the point I'm trying to make is like in the academic world, oftentimes they say, hey, you know, if a book was written, uh, you know, and published and then, and then in a seminary or in a university, it's out of date by the time it gets there because of that process of how long that takes. The same is true with consulting. If you find a consultant that just is kind of saying, oh, here is your uh, game plan here. Here's the book, uh, you know, be very careful, be very wary of that. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Now, secondly, you say here, Swiss Army Knife Consulting Groups. Yeah, so uh, there are some uh, consulting groups out there uh, that basically will say, hey, we'll solve whatever problem you've got as a church. And so uh, they don't have any discernible focus. They are really a wide variety of things that they'd love to help you with. And, you know, this group, there's that old adage that um, a consultant, uh, you hire a consultant to ask you to figure out what time it is. And the first question the consultant asks is, hey, can I see your watch, please? Um, you know, and that's this kind of consultant. They they really are, they find themselves kind of embedding them, themselves into the life of your church. And over time, there is no discernible end to your engagement with them. Um, you need to be very wary of that. Uh, you should be looking for strategic outsiders who can help you with a piece of what you're doing, but there should be a discernible end to it. It's like, they're helping us with this issue. They're helping us wrestle through these things. Um, and then at that point, they're going to disengage and that's fine. And you may hire some other people, but uh, but what we don't want to do is find people who just are kind of constantly engaged, uh, who are always coming up with an excuse why you should continue to roll on um, with you or, or with uh, you know their firm. Yeah, as a church leader, myself, I think I would find that probably overwhelming, if not sure. discouraging, that type of consulting, <laughs> yes. because there's just always something to be working on. Um, and like you said, no discernible for, um, end point. The the finish line just keeps moving yeah, and you absolutely. can't stop to celebrate, but there's more to do. Well, and you've seen these consultants before where they, they um, f frankly, a part of the way they get hired is by pointing out problems. And so what they do is they point out problems in your church and then, you know, conveniently will say, well, we'll help you fix that. And, and although that may on a surface sound like a good thing, um, what you, what's a bigger play I find is if a consultant was to say to me, Hey, like this is an area you should maybe fix in your church. And here's a person you should talk to. And it's not me, uh, because actually that that's showing a more humble position. It's showing, a, you know, it's not assuming that you know how to fix everything in every church. So yeah, I, you really want to avoid Swiss army knife consulting groups for sure. All right. And then thirdly, you say, be wary of leaders with isolated tribes. So in this season, we need to broaden the communities that we are connected with. Uh, if a church consultant that you're engaging with really has a narrow tribe and they don't have a wide network of connections, it will limit their effectiveness. And why is that? Because in this season, we need to find the answers to our problems on the fringes. They need to be found not in the 12 churches that we all used to follow. You know, we've seen this in, in you know, in our past where, um, you know, there it seems like every kind of group of churches, there's like those five to 10 hero churches. And we all were trying to kind of 
replicate them. And they're different depending on the kind of tribe of, of Jesus following churches that you're a part of. But in this season, what we need are leaders, consultants, strategic outsiders that have a wide variety of backgrounds that, that see a wide variety of churches and have a kind of a wide network because that will ultimately help you uh, find the problems uh, or not find the problems, find the solutions to the problems that you're facing rather than just, again, they have two or three churches that they know a lot about. All right. So in that case, what are the characteristics listeners should be looking for in a strategic outsider? Okay. So I really do think that this is a perfect season for you to engage with a strategic outsider. You know, you're faced with more questions than answers. You need wisdom. Um, earlier in the article, in the written article, I talked about that verse from Proverbs 15, 22 that I often think about. Plans go wrong for lack of advice, but many advisors bring success. This is a season where you need to rally other people around you. You you probably don't have all the experience and wisdom on your leadership team today that you need to solve the problems that you're facing. And so I really do think this would be a great season for you to, you know, to engage with some strategic outsiders. And so there's three things that I would encourage you to really look for in a strategic outsiders. The first is a discernible framework to apply. So what do I mean by framework? Framework is in the area that you're engaging with them, they have some intellectual property. They have an approach to leadership that they've developed. This could be a this could be a book. This could be um, you know an online course. This could be uh, even if it's it's really as simple as like hey they kind of come back to a common way to to solve problems. Now you might be saying, dear listener, how is that different than printed binders? Here is the difference. They have a framework that they can apply to multiple churches that help you understand what's happening in your church. Not just not just a hey do it like we've done it before. Uh, they have an approach to thinking about the problem that you have uh, in your church that can help you uh, in this season. So for instance, in, in my little world, a part of what I help churches on is church growth. And um, I wrote this book and this online course that was called the Church Growth Flywheel. Now in that flywheel, it has five areas that churches should be really wrestling with to see their churches grow. Now, these things were true six months ago, and they're still true today. Um, they're not based on, and the reason why that is, is because they're not based on a single lesson from one church. They're based on the aggregate of learning from a whole bunch of different churches. And in fact, we've been doing some of that application in this season, even on the blog here in the podcast. We've been talking through some of those, those five things. So a discernible framework, I think, is an important piece of the puzzle. All right. And you also say accessibility to answer specific questions. Tell us more about that. Yeah. So this is a pet peeve of mine. Uh, you know, I was going to, originally when I wrote this article, I had four negative things and two positive things. And so this one is kind of like a rephrasing of a negative. Um, consultants that don't give you their cell phone number, um, I would be very wary of them. I would ask that question on the front end when you're engaging with them. Hey, will I get your phone number? Can I call you or text you? Yeah, there needs to be some boundaries around that. They, you can't call them 24 hours a day. Uh, but if they are not willing to give you that kind of accessibility, um, then then they're not the kind of person you need to be a part of. You want to find people who say, yeah, call me anytime, text me anytime if you've got a problem. And this is the reason why. You're going to have predetermined phone calls. You're going to have times with these leaders. But I don't know if you're like me. I find that my questions come when I'm in the shower in the morning, when it's like I'm at the gym working out, 
when I'm, you know, on a long drive. And those are the times that the questions come with great clarity. And what we want are strategic outsiders who are willing to say to us, oh yeah, yeah, I'm happy to jump on a call or, or, you know, text me that and then let's find a time to connect again. So accessibility is a big, big issue. And then you say tap into their network. Yeah, so this is kind of a mirror to the last point that I had talked about in the last section. Um, you want to understand up front um, if this strategic outsider will help you find uh, other people in their network that are wrestling with the similar issues. Now, this, is, again, has always been the case. Um, part of our job as a strategic outsider is uh, to help church leaders get connected to network. And that, that's a part of what we do here on the podcast. You know, our Thursday show, we're approaching 500 interviews on that, which is crazy. But a part of what I, I do in then my coaching practice is actually help people find other church leaders who they uh, are maybe facing similar issues. And and really a part of what we offer as a, a strategic outsider is the ability to open up our Rolodex, which is not applicable anymore. People don't have Rolodexes. Open up our <laughs> contacts and share them to, to share uh, contacts of other church leaders who may be facing uh, similar kinds of issues. That's incredibly important. And I'm finding this even in the season, church leaders reaching out and saying like, hey, uh, actually, I literally just had it today. Someone said, hey, uh, you know, you've been saying we should talk about Christmas. Um, do you know some churches that are thinking through Christmas? I'd love to get on the phone with a couple of them. Um, so that's the kind of thing that a strategic outsider will help you with in, these, in this season. All right. So what are your top recommendations? Who are strategic outsiders that listeners should connect with? Well, there are so many of them. Um, I, I, I was going to put a list in this uh, podcast but then I got nervous because I was like, oh, I'm, I'm going to forget some people and I'm not going to be able to list everyone. And, you know, a list of 50 isn't that helpful. So I've listed just a few um, that I know in this season are open to talking people, are open to engaging. Uh, and so I've got something here. Is there, are you okay if I go through them? Yeah, please do. So Jenny Katrin, a friend of mine, she cultivates extraordinary teams. She uh, does amazing work on, uh, you know, really executive coaching. So helping executive teams and really organizational consulting. So she does um, like, you know, uh, strategic uh, strat op processes, helps you think through culture issues. Kenny Jang, a good friend of mine, if you're, if you're wrestling with, uh, messaging in this season, how to th how to talk about what your church does. Kenny's the guy you need to talk to. He's a StoryBrand certified consultant. If you know what that means, that means something to you. If you don't, that's fine. He can help you with PR and content that drives. Dave Miller, um, a good friend of mine who is particularly helpful on uh, really leadership pipeline stuff. I know many churches are wrestling through what's their staffing model going to look like in the next normal. You need to call Dave. Uh, he can help you on that and would love to help you wrestle through residency, particularly bringing younger leaders onto your team uh, and helping them develop and ultimately looking, hopefully, to see some of those people replace. Uh, Kerry Newhoff, uh, Future Church and Help Senior Leaders. He has a, uh, a program called The Inner Circle. They're actually a sponsor of the podcast right now. And what this is, is a month engagement with Kerry and his team around specific issues. Uh, if you want more information on that, just email me. I'm happy to tell you more about it. It's closed, but actually he's willing to open up a few spots for unseminary listeners. So if you want more information about that, just reach out. I'd be happy to uh, help you with that. Sean Lovejoy, another uh, leader for really senior leaders. His, his, uh, um, catchphrase is uh, every leader needs a coach and he'd love to coach you 
And then uh, Justin Piercy would be the final one uh, from another Canadian. So we're, Canadians are well represented on this list. If you're looking, particularly in this season, if you're wrestling with YouTube issues, how do you help your church really maximize YouTube? He has a proven track record on that front and is helping churches on that. He's actually doing a group cohort on this area. Again, if you want more information, I've provided a link in this. So just scroll down in the, the notes uh, to find out information. So that's a few people. Again, there's so many more, but those are a few that I know particularly in this season are open to talking to people. There's some great people on that list. Yes. Good friends too. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you, Rich. And thank you to our listeners. You can find this article and many more at unseminary.com. 